you're listening to i mean can we discuss and i am your host astrid ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way there's no real set way to this it could be culturally it could be socially it could just be how we're feeling today so You're here for the randomness, and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. And today, you guys, I wanted to tell you about an upcoming event that I have going on in Philly which is at the Yuhuru Festival. I will be there with my husband, uh, the Phi Sigma crew over there. I will be there with my books. So if you have a book or you want to buy a book, come on over. I'll make sure I sign it for you guys. You get to meet me in in person. We can squeeze each other, give give each other a few hugs and, you know, take a few pictures and actually meet in person. So if you're going to be around in Philadelphia and you know where the Uhuru Festival will be in Philly, please look that up and come on out on Saturday. Yes, Saturday this week coming up when you hear this. And um, come say hi to us. Yeah, I'll actually be there with my kiddos too. So um, both of them will be there. <laughs> So if you want to see me being in mom mode, as well as author mode, as well as entrepreneur and supporting wife mode, please come on out. But today I'd like to introduce our new guest, which you will listen to him. He goes by Feemster, SL Feemster, and he is an NYC or New York City based art maker and author Feemster's debut chapbook, Upwards or Upwards, um, is a visual poetry collection of stories, scripts, and soundtracks, which was published in 2018. Upwards is book number 14 in the Times Square book series from Yonkers International Press. Feemster's words have been commissioned for TEDx and the Dear You Project podcast. Feemster has also appeared on film, off-Broadway, and on stage throughout the U.S. So you can catch Feemster if you'd like, if you can't get enough of him. He is hosting over at Inc. Innovators on Instagram. Um, He actually does their live so if you're on Instagram and you want to listen to some of the live readings that he does, head on over to Ink Innovators and you can follow him at SL Feemster, SL underscore Feemster on Instagram and uh, read R-E-A-D dot SL underscore Feemster as well. So. I won't keep you guys waiting any longer. I will actually let you listen to this interview. This was actually a buddy read that I did with my girl, Lynn Patterson, part of our Can We Discuss Poetry little buddy reads that we have. We haven't had 
a monthly one in a while, um, like to get together with everyone. But this one we decided to do together and actually deliberate about this book. And we decided to have him on the podcast and actually have him a few actually ask him a few questions and let you guys know what was behind this great collection. So let's jump right on in. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing SL Feenster. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome to I mean, can we discuss? <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell me in your own words about you and where people can find you? Goodness, um, about me, um, I'm a, a writer, um, also a performer, also an actor, also a singer, um, and uh, you all can find me on social media um, at sl underscore f e e m s t e r are my accounts on both Twitter and Instagram, and then my author account. Um, is at R-E-A-D dot S-L underscore Feimster for just the poetry. Okay, so you say you're an actor too, huh? Yeah, I have a performance background, performance training, um, which has kind of uh, gifted me some of my relationship to words. Um, and also, I'm, I was a nerd growing up, I guess is also kind of a part of it. I'm still a nerd. I mean, who am I kidding? And have I grown up? I mean, that's debatable. Um, but uh, relationship to words has come from a lot of uh, dissection, you know, with scripts and um, with, uh, with screenplays, things like that, where you kind of get to really lean into words, lean into language and how they sound um, inside the body, outside the body. Um, so from their writing, I've always written, um, but this is my first collection. Upwards is my first collection. Oh, okay. So what inspired the title and the collection Upwards? The collection was inspired. I was approached by a publisher, Yonkers International Press, um, when I was already doing some writing. Um, and they have a Times Square book series. So Upwards is actually Times Square Books number 14 in the series. Oh, okay. um, and when I thought about what I wanted to do um, and whether or not I could kind of lend myself to their book series and how that made sense, um, I thought about the ways in which I've been approaching language, the ways in which I've been manipulating and sculpting language. Um, and offering it and how I could put it into their form. Um, so Upwards came out of that. Um, it is um, kind of a, a word, it's a word play in the title. So it's Upwards, um, U-P-W-O-R-D-S, and then also Upward, U-P-W-A-R-D-S. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that, because I know you said this was kind of like a play. So how did you come up with the aesthetics of this collection and how difficult was it to pull together? Um, I, I spent a considerable amount of time on it. Um, and it is, I do refer to it as kind of like script soundtrack and stories. You know, I, I believe that poetry is the form that it takes, but ultimately it can be exercised in many different ways. Um, I would love to see it as a soundtrack to choreography. Um, I'm actually working um, with some collaborators to see if it can, show up on film. Um, and so the visual aesthetics of this particular on paper collection um, are that I wanted it to shift perspective. Um, so immediately I kind of turn it on its side. 
um, so that immediately you know the experience of the text is different. So it's a visual poetry collection inherently because of the way that I chose to shift the margins and shift the words um, so that they go uh, in um, landscape as opposed to portrait. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because on some of these, I was looking for some methodical uh, meaning, some, and I was like, I must be dumb because I am, I am <laughs> not, I'm trying so hard and I'm not. So now when you say that it can be performed, I was like, oh, now it makes sense. All right. So yeah. Yeah. Like this. And I do like, all right. Okay. I'm getting it. Now. Yeah. It's, there's, there's a lot of layers. I did spend a lot of time. I mean, I, I was very intentional with the words, the order of the words, the rhythm in the stanzas, how I broke rules, how I leaned into rules and rhythms. Um, and I think that that, I, I used to say that I wrote for the inner ear, you know, I never really wrote, when I was writing this collection, I wasn't thinking about getting up on the mic and performing it. Um, I was thinking about people spending time with it um, and what it does to the inner ear as far as the cadence of the rhythms, how they receive it. Um, so there's a lot of uh, literary devices, kind of parentheticals, slashes, periods and weird places that are um, a journey for the eye, which encourage thought as one is reading it. Okay, so you're kind of bending the rules. Absolutely. Rules, who needs them? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially in the realm of poetry where I feel like you can really do anything. Yes. But, you know, there will be the grammar police that will get on here and be like, well... (laughs) Well, you know what I say. F the grammar police, okay? Right, right. That's what I say. So what do you want people to gain from this collection? I know you said that you write for the inner ear, but if someone who didn't know you and didn't know that this was, that this should take many layers, what, how would they know what to gain from this collection? Um, possibility, freedom. Um, I think inherent in the way that it's presented, I hope that, you know, even if it causes somebody to take a step back and go, whoa, this is kind of different. I hope that that even is part of the experience. I think whatever reaction somebody has to it is correct. Um, I think that there's something in it for everybody. You know, there are pieces that are a little bit more accessible. There are pieces that are a little bit more avant-garde where they say, you know, I didn't get everything, but I got what you were saying. And the rhythm, you know, really spoke to me. Um, It's interesting because now that it is out, I hear different things from different people. Um, And the way that it resonates with people is different and it's all correct. And sometimes it blows my mind what people get from it. Um, and, And all of it is correct. Okay. So what was the most rewarding part about writing and what was the most difficult? Um, about this collection, this chapbook? Yes. The most rewarding part, I think, is when I felt it click. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're kind of working through something, whether it's a show, I've done cabarets, whether it's you know, you're on stage, you know, putting something together and you feel like, you know, you lock into where you say, aha, you know, this is, mm-hmm. it, it has achieved the dream or, or whatever, you know, you may say to yourself. But for me, it was about this co- collection, making it cohesive, but also making it buoyant, but also making it um, a nice ride. And so for me, I was, I was very into the order of the pieces and how they um, allowed, if you wanted to read it straight through what the journey of that was. Um, so when that clicked, 
and the cohesion between the pieces um, in this kind of non-linear leapfrog pattern came together. Um, that was very rewarding because I felt like, okay, you know, I can publish this and stand behind it. Um, but I mean, I think one of the most difficult things was getting to that point. Um, because when you do have something that you want to share, when you want to offer it, I think that there is a certain amount of accountability with yourself where you do want to say, okay, I don't want to put out anything that I'm going to run and hide from. You know, I want to put out something that, that even now, and maybe hopefully five, 10, 15 years from now, I can be still proud of. Okay. Makes sense. Perfect sense. And that is what you should strive to write for. Yeah. Yeah. But also to always being open to, um, put it out and growing past it, you know, so not white knuckling things to the point of not releasing it because you're worried about releasing it, but knowing that this is a benchmarker and I will grow past this point. Right, right. Um, so what poem are you the most vulnerable in this collection? And could you read it for us, please? <laughs> mm, um, so there's, it's, that's, that's such an interesting question. And I love that question because um, I like a lot of the pieces in here and a lot of them are vulnerable for different reasons. Um, mm. I think there's the title poem, which is, which is very vulnerable. Um, and then there's one that kind of is vulnerable but brief um, called The Serenity of Next. Okay. Um, which not only offers, you know, I think something in the, in the way of rhythm, but also in the way of uh, thinking about life i think when i when i when this one kind of came through um this was kind of where i was and it was kind of a very raw um raw space so this is this serenity of next okay the serenity of next of knowing no weight click slide blink new shifting instantly in the exuberant battle that pulverizes expectation Knowing movement must occur. Knowing movement will occur. Knowing movement will erase. Knowing permanent temporariness. Known, not next. Known, next. Inundated with release, a pressureless cooker of responsibility. Weightless in significance, ant's eye view strength and smallness, the serenity of next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, that's thank not, you, yeah. That's not, look, we'll pretend yeah. that we're in the, a poetry We are day. in the cafe, we are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one, I mean, and that one is one of the ones in this particular chat book that I feel that people can access a little sooner um, mm -hmm. because it does speak to some themes that seem to resonate. You know, we, we all kind of can understand what that, what we know what next is, we know what moving on is, we know, you know, sometimes finding that plum serene quality um, in the changes can be something that everybody can understand, especially most adults who have gone through a lot of changes. So yeah, that course. one was, uh, that one was pretty clear. It came through pretty clear without a lot of layers. So that one is pretty, pretty non-convoluted. Okay. I would have to say my favorite one in here because yes. it was the one that I could get. Was Ooh, plant, yes. Was plant, 
planted. Yes, that's a great one. Yes, I do. That's I like that you like that one. Yeah, that was that was probably my favorite one. Yes. So, um, do you have any upcoming events, or are you going to have any book signings for these that you'd like to share so people can greet you in person? Um, I do have my, um, I, I had, I didn't have an official book release for this. I kind of did a, I did a very, very cool thing. Um, Yonkers International Press um, did have a Times Square book sale. So on the day that my book was released, I actually sold some copies to strangers in the middle of Times Square, um, which is really kind of taking your art to the streets <laughs> in a very strange way. Um, and so by nature of that, I did get to sell my book um, in Times Square in a, in a very real way that was kind of full circle. Um, so I, I did want to, uh, I did want to honor that, but I didn't have an official book release. My, I will tell you what my um, upcoming events are. I am going to be a feature performer on October 29th at 11th Street Cafe. Um, there's a jazz poetry night that happens there. Um, and then November 7th, um, I do have a performance coming up, um, with the, um, collective Global Village Poetry. Um, and that's going to be kind of a start of maybe a series of events that do happen in and around Harlem. So those are two coming up. Look for me there. I will have copies um, whenever I perform. So if you are interested in purchasing a copy, there are only $10 for this chat book. Um, and I would be happy to sign it for you in person. Well, there you have it. Do you have any other books that you're going to have? Or, or are you going to kind of stay in this writing style? Um, this writing style um, will probably permeate a lot of my work. Um, I've I decided when I when I wanted to write um, and when I wanted to offer something specific that I should probably focus a little bit on what I wanted to do. So I enjoy the writing style and it is intentional. Um, the other work that I have coming up, some of the mic work and even some of the songs that will be performed at some of these upcoming events, um, will also kind of lean into this poetic style. Um, occasionally, I will pull out the chapbook and read from it. Um, but I am also cultivating new material, um, again, in the same kind of style um, that will live in new spaces. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. And it was a pleasure having you. Feemster, that's Absolutely. what I'm going to say. Feemster. Yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> and that's it, guys. Thank you for joining us on, I mean, can we discuss? Ciao. <laughs> that was a wrap for today thank you so much for listening to i mean can we discuss don't forget to subscribe follow us if you want to see what we're up to what projects we're up to and enjoy the rest of your day night wherever you might be i was your host astra ferguson signing off